This is To Catch a Con Man, Season 2, in the victim's voices. I will take you on another fascinating journey, but this time you will hear from other men and women that, like me, have fallen prey to the various cons, scams, and deceits by one of the most prolific and successful con artists to live and operate in the Midwest. You know him as Ricky Dugo. Could a hundred grand sustain my life? It couldn't even come close. So, so listen to me. If I was going to be in some sort of con, scam, conniving thing, it'd be for millions. It wouldn't be for $100,000. To Catch a Con Man is brought to you by Studio 847 in Long Grove, Illinois. Listener discretion is advised, as some of this programming contains language and content that might be offensive to some listeners. Join me on this adventure to catch a con man. This is Adam Albin. listening in. You just heard from The Godfather, a man like so many others who fell for the Rolex and car wash scam. As the very well-polished Ricky Dugo simply rinses and repeats these tried and true cons in 2010, the identical and serial scams that date far back into the 1990s has to make you wonder how this guy has not been taken out of circulation in a very general sense. Coming up next in this two-part interview, we will hear from the man that came into this podcast during seasons one, The Perfect Storm, a victim that should never have happened, as I had already met with Lake County's white-collar crime investigative team and the case was slowly progressing. Out of every victim I have found or that's found me, this one hurts me the most, as I couldn't do more to protect him, and due to the impending storm that was brewing on the horizon, Ricky Dugo was somehow able to evade detection, and he slides under the radar to decimate Lou. Part one of his interview is next. November uh, 16th at uh, 12.30, uh, we're conducting the, uh, the Lou interview um, for this coming uh, season two of To Catch a Con Man in the Victim's Voices. On with me uh, from a distance in the studio, we've got Lou. Um, thanks for the time, Lou. We appreciate it. Um, Thank you. Uh, so, so basically, Lou, um, you're part of season one. Um, you come in uh, about uh, three quarters of the way uh, through the podcast. Um, basically, um, you were the guy that wasn't supposed to happen. So um, I want to start by saying uh, that um, I'm sorry that, that it happened to you. Um, we'll get into that at the end, but... Um, you know, basically, I just wanted to, you know, introduce yourself and um, tell me a little bit about what you do and um, when it was, you know, dates and thereabouts of when you met Ricky Dugo. Yeah, it's uh, not not the most uh, the most proud moment of my life, and it, it, sometimes I don't even like to remember 
and I try to forget the times and dates, but but I, I do, um, I mean, it affects you and constantly and continually affects you. Uh, if you're not thinking about it uh, every few hours, you're definitely thinking about it daily because it, it affects me still today daily. Uh, and and as, as we've discussed in the past, I take, I feel a lot of the blame on myself. And I think that's the whole part of the, of the, uh, of the game, you know, you, you know, you gotta forgive yourself first. And I, I hope this is a way for all of us to heal a little bit. I love, I love the way that you're thinking. I, um, I know what that feels like to blame yourself. And I know what it's like as well, Lou, to come out on the other side of it after you have forgiven yourself and, uh, you realize that, um, you know, uh, you were targeted, you know, and, and, and not to blame. So, uh, let's go into it. Like what, you know, um, you're, if I remember correctly, you're about 2019. You're one of the last that I know. So I met him him before that. And we, um, he, uh, you know, him and his cars, (laughs) um, and he just happened to come into the, to the shop, um, we have a high-end sports car that we used to sell. Came in with his very, very adorable kids, showing off how, you know, driving up in his big sports car and showing off to the kids the knowledge of, of sports cars that he has and, you know, really talking it up like he's going to be a buyer of one of, one of these days, you know. Um, this is the one of the ones he wants, you know, and uh, so... That's how the first time that I met him. And then it, that was significantly uh, before all of this. That was way before 19, I believe. I, I wouldn't even know, but it was way before 19. Great. And so in 2019, um, you know, your, your, your career has taken you to working at a high-end car dealership in Libertyville. Yeah. 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 Tell me, like, what you do. Um, so I, I just, you know, I've been there so long in the in the business. People don't stay very much. They they go from store to store. I've been there for a long time, and um, I have a, a base of clientele that really trust me and come back to me over and over again. And I made a I made a good career out of it. You know, I made a it's my second career, but I made a good career out of it. Um, uh, it's it's a, a great place to work really good people and uh you you meet a lot of a lot of different people a lot of different situations so um you know when i got i don't know if you want me to jump right in but i got a a a call out of the blue from ricky saying that his uh family's had to uh, to, is staying at a hotel while they're buying another house blah blah you know the the lines that you know now I'm sure has been heard over and over again um and he didn't have a credit card and he needed help uh to stay at the hotel for a couple more days I don't know how I got picked I really have no idea what what how lucky how why was I the lucky one I have no idea um but me I've you know I've helped people I always try to help people and no problem. I met him. Met him over at the hotel. Put my card on file for him. Met the met the wife, the kids again. Adorable, fam, you know, beautiful family from you know from the outside looking in. Right, it looks like a wonderful family, and I felt good helping them. I, you know, it was not a big deal. You know. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I, I want to just do a quick review. Yeah. So, um, Dugo comes in at some point to the showroom. He's looking for a high-end sports car. At least that's yeah. that's the game. Yeah. Um, you and him at some point exchange phone numbers. Um, Not even. Not even. I mean, he just called the store. Oh. I, I never gave him. I never gave him myself. He called the store, and, and I was. It was asked for me. I don't even know how he remembered me. To be honest with you, I mean, I'm not that memorable of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I I doubt that. So, um, all right. So he. He, he tracks you down yeah. and he tells you that uh, he's about to get uh, kicked out of the hotel. Yeah. And if I, and I'm paraphrasing from our first meeting in person. Yeah. 
Uh, you had mentioned that um, he was about to get kicked out of the hotel, that in order for uh, his kids to stay in like the school district, um, he needed somebody to come and help him out and, 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 and pay this hotel bill. Yeah, because because the house that he was supposedly buying or moving into, uh, they hadn't closed on it yet. Right. So when you go to the hotel, you meet his family and they're all yeah. there? Yep. And so his kids and his wife are there yep. when you get there? Yep. And when you pay the bill, are they also there? I mean, they're all there, yeah. So they know that, uh, so, I, so I just want to throw, I want to ask a very specific question. So... Rick and Shannon Dugo are both present when you pay the bill. Yeah. Yep. Got it. They're, um, like, they're like in the, you know how a hotel has the little lounge area in front of the desk. They're over there and I'm at the desk. Yeah. Right. Um, do you think that, uh, and I know that this may be an interesting line of questioning, but do you think that Shannon knew that you were paying the bill for them? Yes. Okay. Yes. Did she say thank you? Yes. Okay. Um, did did it ever come up? Like, did Rick ever mention to Shannon why you were there to pay the bill? I mean... No. Okay. All right. So no. we'll, we'll keep on going. Um, it was more like, here, this is... Hi, uh, Shannon, this is, uh, this is Lou. Um, yeah, that's, you know, it was just basically... Yeah, not a lot, not a super lot of interaction that way, no. Understood. So that's a really nice thing that you did. Um, so you, it, what, I thought it was. <laughs> it, it's an exceptionally stand-up thing to do. It's a menchy thing to do. Um, so what happens, I mean, after that? I mean, does does he promise to pay you back within yes. a couple of days? Okay. Yes. Going to get the card from, what was the story? I was going to get the card. The card was locked up at, uh, at one of the car washes or so, I don't know, something like that. Okay. Um, and he just tells you he's going to pay you back within a couple yeah. weeks, a month yeah. or something. No, quick, you know, he said right around, I'll have it to you in a week, something like that. Okay. Um, so then what happens? Does he contact you again within that week? Does Are you hitting him up asking him for the money a week later? No, I'm not bothering him at all. Um, he, he, uh, he reached out, you know, this, I don't, a lot of this stuff I don't remember and I, I apologize, but, uh, I, the timetable and all that stuff. He came into the store, you know, he came into the store, you know how he is, big, big, uh, right? Big personality, big, you know, talker. He, he was talking to management and they were walking him around the store like he was, you know, like something, you know? And looking back, he was absolutely nothing, but, you know, cause he had all this knowledge about car washes and he was talking to everybody, you know? So he was like, he embedded himself into the store almost a little bit you know like got to know this guy got to know that guy uh nobody got sucked in like like me but but you know I mean, he, he everyone knew when he was coming let's put it that way right so he just makes his presence known that's all part of the big, con big man presence, right? yeah big, the big, big presence big, yeah ricky dugo's in the house you know let's roll yeah, out the red right, carpet exactly. for him yeah, you know yeah yeah okay so so what happens after you give him the money um then then there's there's some of this stuff I don't want to like we talked about. I don't want to get into like all the details, but he at a point I don't know how it happened, but he's got this this way of you know getting me what he gave he gave me a signed piece of paper saying that he was going to give me I think it was like forty five thousand dollars if I helped him out with getting these watches. Um, and I said, okay, no problem. I mean, that sounds like a fair deal to me. <laughs> so, um, we did. And then, you know, I gotta, I gotta tell you probably as soon as I did that, I started feeling like, what am I doing? I know this is, this doesn't seem right. And he kept reassuring, kept reassuring, you know, he, you know, the, the, I don't, I don't know how much I can get into because I'm. My my stuff is still in limbo a little bit, so I don't want to get into too much of it. Um, but but it was like, you know, pay pay me, uh, you know, I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today, right? So it was always, it was always 
it's coming, it's coming. But when I got that thing signed by him saying he was going to give me 45 grand if I just help him out with this, I thought, well, I got something in writing. This this makes sense, right? Sure. So, so the $45,000 that he's going to give you, it's for Rolex watches? Yes. And I'm just going to throw out, I mean, where is he? Is he taking you to CD Peacock for these yes. watches? Yeah, yes. okay. Yeah, okay. You, know, you know all about it. Yeah, this is rinse and repeat, Lou. This is this 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 CD Peacock Rolex scam has been going on. They treated him like he was royalty, right? Because they've been dealing with him since the 1990s, and he's brought. I mean, I I'm gonna guess. I've said this on another podcast uh, episode. At least 40 or 50 people for this same rinse and repeat. Rolex watch scam where he gets victims to buy watches, put watches in their name. He takes the watches. And let me let me just tell you, do you know what he did with the watches? I have no clue. Well, you, you, the, the story he told me was, I'm not, a, I'm not a watch guy. I don't know anything about Rolexes. I have my nephews and they all drill, drill, drill about them. They all buy them and own them. And he was telling me something about trading in these two watches to the other CD Peacock to get this blue-faced, I don't even know what it was, you know, some blue-faced Rolex or something. And then I even asked him at a point, I said, oh, great, did you get it? Take a picture of it and show me. He never took a picture of it and showed me. Right. So most likely, again, theory, and based on the many people that I know that this same scam happened to, this is a this is an absolute con, most likely these watches ended up downtown Chicago on Jewelers Row at a place uh, owned by Howard Fromm. Most likely um, he ended up pawning the watches for cash right away. Yeah. Um, so so keep on going. You've got a piece of paper where, you know, you've uh, he's going to give you $45,000 for yeah. these watches. Yeah. What happens? So then what's the next... So, oh, then, then, then he starts talking about selling the businesses. Oh no! First, first he told me that he had some patent on some. You probably know about it. it some patent on some uh, pipe for smoking marijuana. I don't, I don't smoke marijuana, so I have no idea what this was. I had no idea what he was talking about. He's had some patent, and he's going to make. I don't know, 12 million on this patent with his partner. Um, I, I had nothing to do with that, but that's what that's where one of the monies was he was getting, right? And then then he's going to sell his, he has a buyer for his um, car washes, right? So that's the next thing. Oh, he's got a buyer for the car washes. Uh, he's going to make some big money on the car washes. Um, but what, it's, it's foggy to me because it's like almost, I, I intentionally want to try to forget this stuff, but it was like, then at a certain point, then came in, oh, he's going to get a divorce. So this is going on and going on and nothing, I'm getting nothing. Like I'm not getting a penny back. I'm not getting anything. I'm stuck with this stuff. I'm already, I've already had to, had to pay like for the monthly payment on the Rolexes. I've already, you know, things were, I was losing money (laughs) going, money was going. Uh, then did COVID happen or then he told me about the divorce or did the divorce garbage start happening where he had to he had to sell off his assets he had to sell off the cars he had to sell off his motorcycle but because he had to sell them off then he had to replace them so that she I don't I, it, you know I'm so it, it is so confusing to me it, it just makes makes you laugh wondering how the heck did you fall for all of this stuff but it all made sense when I was living it and then and then I don't know if I'm jumping too ahead but then COVID happened and you know what happened with COVID you could you could tell a bank that look I'm in a little bit of financial trouble everything paused everything paused and I think it lingered and lingered and I think everything paused in his investigation too which made me sink in deeper because of that because of covid i think everything i got stuck in deeper and deeper because i didn't 
I didn't have to dish out as much money because we postponed all the payments and stuff. I know I'm jumping too much, and I hope I'm hoping I'm making some sense. I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna make sense of it, Lou. Okay. So. So we've got Rolexes. So he's got you for 45000 in yeah. Rolexes. Yeah. When we met in person, you told me the patent that he was selling you on as a yeah, business yeah, partner, the, patent. The, the patent was a uh, marijuana weed ingestion device or some yeah. way. Some weird thing, And then yeah. the other item that you had mentioned was um, a partnership okay. in the soap polymer business. Yeah, yeah. That okay. was later on, yeah. So, so let's talk about those two. So... So what does he ask you? Is is he saying it's like um, if you go in on this Rolex deal uh, or if you do this and this for me, you'll be a future partner on these business opportunities? I don't know when it was, but at a certain point he said, I w- I'm going to give you, and he, he said, I'm going to get you a million dollars. You'll be able to retire. Um, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to do this together. I'm going to need you to, you know, do this and that, you know, all these other things. But basically, basically his promise to me was a million dollars. Now, people listening to this podcast are going to like, what an idiot. How do you believe this man? But, um, but that's, that's basically the promise. I wasn't, I wasn't going to be in a business with him. He, he never said that. He just basically said, after all this stuff comes in for him, which is going to be like $12 million. He's going to give me a million dollars. Okay. And that's how, and you got to understand my situation too. I, I yes, my career is good, but I, I went through some bad times and, and any, I, maybe that's why I was picked. Um, I know about your bad times, Lou. Yeah, um, yeah. I know all about them and, and you know yeah. what? You paid the piper. You did yeah. the right thing. I know all about them. Yeah. So this isn't about your past. Yeah. This is about your present and your future. Yeah. Um, so, you know, don't, I, I want you to stay positive, at least in that yes. respect. Um, yes. so, um, yeah, this is, you know, it, it's tough because, you know, like you said, like, it's hard for people to hear the promise of a million dollars or the promise of a triple your money or the promise of a double your money. But this guy was good. It um, wasn't, it wasn't. At a certain early on, early on, I really believed it. I mean, I believed that I was going to get a check for a million dollars. I mean, it, it, whatever it was, whatever it was, his personality, because I met the family, because I, I thought I, you know, I thought I kind of meant something to him. I thought I was his friend. Um, I really, I really believed him. And, Obviously, obviously, all of us, all of us who were affected, looking back, we know how how we were fooled. Uh, how could we be fooled? But they don't. Nobody, unless you lived it, nobody knows. Nobody knows how believable it all sounded. Well, no, I, and that's why that's the whole purpose of doing this is is to just educate people on what to look out for and how to protect yourself. Um, but Lou, I mean. He's the he's one of the best of the best, and the fact that he brought his kids around to the dealership, that that you've met his family, you've met his wife, you know she sees the good deeds that you're doing. So do the kids. That's you'd think that that would mean something like to normal people, right? That would that would be forging a friendship and 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 really being like a savior to them, but instead. Um, Ricky takes you as a victim and, and, and for him it's you're just dollar signs so it's it's definitely one of these things where I think it is hard for people to understand however when when that sort of facade and that sort of um, ultimate con where the family comes into it and, and you see him as something completely for what he isn't it's hard not to not to believe it, you know, because he is yeah. that believable. He is that yeah. good. It does, yes, yes, and then it comes to the point where you you need it to be true, you know. Oh God, this has to be true. Oh my God, oh my God, this has to be true. This has to be true. Yeah. So let's let's go back really quickly. So forty five thousand dollars in Rolexes. Yeah. Um, if I read the report right. 
um, a bunch of vehicles. How did the vehicles come into this? Uh, I was I was on uh, the car. No, which was first? I don't know. You probably know better than I do now. Was it the motorcycle first or the car? I don't. Uh, I I didn't see anything with linear order. I just know that there was a a Harley Davidson or there were motorbikes. There was a Harley and there was a Dodge. Um, and then there were and Honda dirt bikes. And there was a Harley with uh, with the other person too. Yeah. So so how did that come up uh, about? Uh, because something to do with either it was the divorce or the the selling of the the selling of the the car washes that he had to have these maybe it was the divorce he had to have these assets because he gave away the he sold the assets he needed to have these assets or else wait does that make sense I don't, yeah I don't so explaining so it right i think the way that you explained it to me in person was um he he wanted to try to shield himself yeah. from being yeah. too yeah. exposed to the uh upcoming divorce and he didn't want to pay his soon-to-be ex-wife Shannon uh, too much money and so he was either hiding what he had and so he needed somebody else to help him out right 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 so you're gonna so so you're gonna help him out what do you help him out with Uh, car Uh, and 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 the yeah the And, and the motorcycles okay the car was a Dodge Challenger, uh, yeah, Hellcat, some black, some black car. I don't know. I don't know if yeah, I sell cars, but I don't know anything about cars. <laughs> yeah, so that that it was a Charger Hellcat, um, yeah. which is a hundred thousand dollar Dodge with a gigantic yeah, it, motor. It was used. It wasn't that much. <laughs> okay, um, and then a Harley Davidson. Yeah. Um, and did he take you to the Harley store? Yeah, and do you know which one it was? It's way down south somewhere. Probably, uh, is it like near Addison? It, was it like, I don't remember the name of it, but once again, they all seem to know him there. Yeah. So again, uh, he had places. He had like places that loved him because he brought them so much business, yeah. we'll call it, but they were all shams. So, yeah. um, and then how did the Honda dirt bikes come up? It was something about having assets or something. Showing me, and then he was going to store them at the warehouse, whatever warehouse he supposedly had. All right, so I mean, at this point, all in, ballpark the number that he's got you for in terms of cash and then assets. Well, over a hundred thousand. Yeah, crazy. Okay, um. What happens after he's got all of these things? Is he still communicating with you? Is he still bringing this? Now I'm, I'm starting, you know, to freak out, right? Because bills are being, bills are being paid. Bills are, bills are due. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm crashing because I have, I, there's no way I can make the money to pay all this stuff. And so I'm constantly texting, reaching out, and he just keeps postponing and postponing and postponing. At one point, at one point, I, I was so desperate for anything. He, he met me at the, a Costco parking lot and gave me three hundred bucks. Oh boy, what he do? But you know, like, like it was a big. Oh, this is a big thing. Three hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> really. Three hundred thousand on a hundred thousand dollar uh, con, huh? Yeah. Yes. Point zero three percent. Um. So, I mean, bills are piling up. You can't, you can't make these payments. Are you letting him know, like, hey, man, you know, you put me in a pickle here. I told him, I told him many times I wouldn't have to file bankruptcy. And when my, you know, if my wife ever finds out I'm done, she's going to, she's going to leave me. And, and he kept, you didn't tell her, did you? You didn't tell her, did you? So I'm like, oh, God, maybe I can't tell her. And I didn't, you know. Yeah, so he messes with you psychologically to make sure that you have no support. It makes me feel, he, at times he's making me feel guilty that I'm questioning him. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's him playing the victim. Um, 
you know. So yeah, exactly. So how many months that goes by like that he's got all these vehicles and you know he's going out on the Harley. I mean, I used to see him riding the Harley, and I definitely saw him driving the black Charger around. Well, I don't want to jump too far ahead, and maybe you can fix this when you when you edit it. But I got to be honest with you, it was that was one of the happiest days. Uh, is when the the cops pulled the uh, the Hellcat in front of me, and I got the car back. Oh yeah, well we're gonna go into that at the end. Yeah. I did not know that. Um, so, so keep on going. Um, yeah. uh, you know, we're, let's here. I'll, I'll just timestamp. Talk to me a little bit about um, after he's got you for the cars. You know, the money. You know, these Rolexes. Um, how how many months goes by before you know you've you, you know you've had enough? Um, I I had enough relatively quickly probably six i mean i I think it's quick six months in but but i i was i was desperate for it to be true and i i would just cling on whatever he said you know and and just believe him okay i would go to bed at night staring at the ceiling and 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 thinking and it would be literally it'd be literally like okay it's going to be tomorrow tomorrow comes and it's not Oh, it's going to be, and then and then the weekend would come. Okay, now it's not going to be until Monday. So it was literally just, I mean, I don't, <laughs> he just strung, strung you along, strung you along, strung you along. But it always sounded like maybe it was just wishful thinking that it's going to be true. It's going to be true. This is going to work. This is going to work. Um, it's really going to happen. And all this grief is going to be worth it. And I just... Maybe you just false. You just you just force yourself to try to believe that that's true. Yeah, it's psychological. So you know, there's one thing, Lou. You know, the money's bad enough, but the psychological mind fuck this guy plays is something of epic proportions. Um, he, I talk about he, this. He yeah, played on, he played on my because I'm I'm not super religious, but I'm a good Catholic boy and. He played on that, you know, he, he would, you know, he would claim that he's praying for this, praying, you know, <laughs> I bet he never prayed a day in his life. And uh, he would, he would play off, you know, because I'm a big family guy and he would play off of that. And I'm, you know, we're wait till I meet your wife and this and that we're going to have a, you know, we're going to have such a good time and this. So he's like trying to embed himself into my family and friends. And I, and I was willingly going to take it just because I needed the, I needed hope that this was going to be true, you know, because I was in a really, I mean, I was in a dangerous spot, really. Yeah. Uh, not just financially. I mean, it, it was, it was, uh, I don't know. I mean, I must have, who knows what I did uh, mentally, what, what this caused me, but I don't know how I stayed. I don't know. I don't know how people see at least, you had the outlet of actually the, the of getting it and getting them, you know, which none of us did. Um, but I know I'm bouncing again. I know hopefully you'll <laughs> clean this up. No, we're good, man. You're good. Just keep on. I like this. Like, I want to know how you feel. I mean, this is, yeah, it right? was just, it was a desperate hope that it was real. And I was just clinging on that, clinging to that. And like I said, I think, if it wasn't for COVID, it would have ended a lot sooner. COVID just delayed the inevitable. You know, court. I can't get into court. Uh, court. You know, courts delayed for the divorce. Courts delayed for this. Courts delayed for that. You know, so there was. It was such a convenient excuse for him to use. Uh, you know, even. Um, yeah, I mean, it just it came at like the worst possible time for all of us, but it came at the worst possible time for this situation. I mean, it was perfect for him because I'm sure he strung along, strung along a lot of people because of COVID. So the episode that you uh, come up in is called The Perfect Storm, and it talks specifically about certain delays that had happened with the case, with the investigation. But a lot of it hinges, Lou, on that delay with the pandemic, something nobody could see. And it could only be fortuitous to him because not only was he able to continue to ride you out, but 
he was also collecting stimulus money from the government, yeah. you know, and then people couldn't be evicted. So he's not paying his rent, you know, like yeah. He, he, yeah. he's living in uh, at the time, you know, Dick Duran's house in Lake Forest yeah. and he's not paying the rent, you know, um, because he can't get evicted because people are protected now. Yeah. Um, so you're right. There's there's that delay and those delays were just crushing because it, it not only crushed your hopes, but like for all of the victims before you that like were waiting on him. You know, again, I didn't know about you, Lou, until uh, 2021, maybe late 2020. Um, and it, you know, hearing that there was somebody else out there that happened after I went to Lake County in 2018 was absolutely crushing to me. And, and I still feel like there's, there's something about those delays that was so unfair to you specifically because you should never have happened. You know, he should never have been allowed on the streets. He should have been arrested in 2018, arrested in 2019 you know, but all of these delays that had happened and then, you know, March 2020, here comes the pandemic and boom, you know, let's see how long this one will take. So, um, and it gave, it gave me a little bit of a reprieve for all the bills that I had to pay too, you know? So yeah, it, 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 it made, it made the delay a little easier because I didn't have to fork out the 600 and the seven or whatever it was, you know? Yeah. Um, because they, they, the the lenders were giving us a break, you know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, but but it, he was the biggest beneficiary of that for sure. So, okay. Um, he's got you for 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 a hundred grand um, emotionally. You're, I, you, I'm going to paraphrase, but you're falling apart. You're having a hard yeah. time keeping it together. Yeah. Um. Does he? Do you ever confront him? Do you ever say like, "What the fuck, Rick"? Like, I'm not a very big guy, and he is. So he's no. I don't have your personality. I wish I did. Uh, I would have gotten in his face, but I was I was not intimidated physically. But I'm just not the confrontational guy. I mean, maybe I am a patsy. I'm easy. I'm a loving caring person and I don't want to believe the best in people but I'm not good at conflict um, you know maybe I would say in a text something a little bit more forceful but never when it was face to face he always had some sort of like a, uh, a calming way to, to make to make me believe that this was still going to happen um, but then and then it, then it slowly turned to you know, I don't know if you want to get into it, but, um, you know, you didn't tell your wife. Okay. Uh, so if, if, you, if anybody calls you, not, then he started, you know, I started, I knew he was starting to get a little bit shaky because he, if anybody calls you, uh, and, and tells you about this stuff on, on the internet, uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk to you about it another time. You know, this, I went to look on the internet and I'm like, Oh crap. <laughs> so, I'm going to tell you like a little piece of information that I have yet to disclose to anybody. Yeah. So August 21st of 2018, I wore a wire in a parking lot. Um, and we uh, had a court approved over here. And I forgot this in the podcast. So I want to make sure that everybody knew this. Because this may be why Rick alluded to this, to alluded to something that he said to you. But un. Something I forgot was the state of Illinois and specifically the Lake County investigative team by law was required to let Ricky Dugo know um, before the end of the year in 2018. They had till December 31st to knock on his door and tell him face to face that he had been under investigation and under surveillance and an overhear had been conducted in the past year. So they didn't give him specifics, 
But in the end, by the end of 2018, he knows that Lake County is investigating him because the investigative team, by law, had to let him know that he was under surveillance. So that may be why he's telling you that if you look on the internet, what have you. Also, at that same sort of time, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to fast forward to 2021, but I mean, he knew something was going on because in that time frame that he got you in 2019, he was actually uh, subpoenaed to be um, uh, questioned in front of the grand jury. So in December of 2019, again, right before the pandemic, um, he's sequestered to come in and give testimony of which he pleads the fifth the entire time, does not answer a single question. So um, I just want, I know that was like kind of like a weird curveball to, to, to go into, but um, so let's get back into, he, he basically tells you not to look online, um, but that makes you look online. Of course. Like, I mean, again, what a dumb con man, yeah. right? Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Um, so you look online and you see what? I saw that. Uh, there was an article. I don't know who it was. Um, what was it? Like Ricky Duco was something, right? I can't remember what it was. Oh, the but dirty. Oh, you saw the dirty. The dirty was still up um, about 2019, yeah. 2020. Yeah. yeah. Ah, good for you. Like a, a few paragraphs uh, telling what a scummy was and this and that, you know, but some with the the boats, you know, you always talked about those boats, right? Yeah. 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 So, so you read the dirty, um, I'm assuming, um, I didn't even, I didn't even confront them with it. So you just knew, but didn't say anything. I just hate it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and I want to go back to just one point that you did say, you said that you're yeah. like, uh, you're a pacifist. Um, you're not yeah, into confrontation. I don't, I don't like to confront, yeah. Yeah, and and I and and I could tell like when I met you in person, I left that meeting, came home, and said to my wife, "I'm like, man, he is a really nice guy." <laughs> like, like, and I mean that. Like, you, I could just tell in your demeanor, um, just just how you talk, and like your just overall aura about you is that you're just you're just a stand up nice dude, and you know, um, I'm sure that to Ricky Dugo. It's probably why he preyed on you and and was um, so successful, you know. Um, and it's not to rub that in, but it's it's that, you know what, we all want to see. Yeah, most likely you were an easy mark. And, yeah. um, you know, it sucks because we are usually raised to see the good in people, you know, and, and to be kind to one another. And, yeah. Um, to not do bad things, right? I mean, our parents taught us well. Um, and he's just the exact opposite, you know? Yeah. And, um, it sucks that there's people out there that are like him. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let, let's jump back. Um, so, you know, like, uh, you, you, it's, it's the pandemic. You're still on the hook. You got a little bit of a reprieve. I have to think that at some point in 2020, does anybody come looking for you? No, not really. You'd be surprised. Um, you know, uh, did late, at, a certain, yeah, I was at gonna... a certain point, when did they, do you know when they came to visit me at the store, the, the police? I don't know the date. I do know it was, was in it 2020. It was 2020. It was. It was. Uh, it was not cold weather, but I had a jacket on. I'm, I'm trying to picture it because uh, I, I I remember that that meeting. Uh, that was that was. It you, was like. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I'm going to go back and I'm going to stop for a yeah, second because I yeah. think it was the the fall of 2019, and the reason I say that is because. Um, fall of 2019. Sure, it wasn't 2020. It's your story. Um, 
which I don't remember. You know, that I'm not good at the dates. I don't remember. Yeah. I thought I met him. I thought, didn't I meet him in 19? You did, but I thought that he started to get, because the way that, so here's how they found you, just so that you know. I mean, yeah. so they actually knew that Rick had stiffed one of the hotels. And they went and um, once my spotters found them at the second hotel, they went and after the Dugos had moved out, the investigative team went to that hotel and talked to the general manager. The general manager said that somebody had come in and paid off the bill. And... Lake County um, requested, subpoenaed something and saw that your credit card had been used to pay off the bill. And so that's how they found you. Um, So that was in 2019. So I'd have to think they're looking for you soon thereafter to give you a heads up. But I think by... I don't think so. Okay. It was a long time after that hotel payoff that they came... Okay. And uh, they came into the store, and I think they came into the store with uh, with a, a feeling of let's see if he's an accomplice or if he's a victim. That's what I, that's what I gathered after, uh, it, it, because as soon as they told me, I I completely broke down. I was bawling like a baby, like saying things like "Oh my God! Oh my God!" I, I, you know, it's like, and then just from the way I reacted, which was a genuine reaction, (laughs) it was like, oh my God, it was like the end, you know, I, it's like, oh my God, I knew it. And then, you know, like just a complete collapse from that moment on, the investigators treated me like the victim. I mean, it wasn't even a, it was, there wasn't even a hesitation for them to think that I was one of his accomplices. They, from that first interaction they treated me very very well all the way through and immediately they said okay you're the victim here not the okay it was like they were like i think you know i'm sure that you know they got to leave all doors open right i could be i could be one of his many accomplices right yeah he had many accomplices and so and they knew of many accomplices because they had also been pulled in for investigations and pled the fifth with attorneys and yeah um, all right, so let's let's just let, let's slide back a, a couple minutes. Yeah. Lake County comes to the store. You know they're they're looking for Lou. Yeah. Um, and 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 you see these is it is it Detective Tony Thies? Yes. Is Detective Bill with him? There, there's another gentleman there. I've only I only met him the one time. Okay. Was he? Uh, mo- Tony was the only one I ever dealt with. Right. Okay. And so they come in and and, and what do they say to you? Do you remember? Uh, uh, do you know Ray, Do you know who Ricky Dugo is? I go, yes. <laughs> uh, and that's when I that's when I knew. That's when I knew. Yeah, it's a powerful moment. Yeah, I say this. Uh, do you know, do you yeah. know who Ricky Dugo is? Do you I mean, know it was like yeah. the words. I mean, it was like a lightning strike, right? <laughs> it is yeah. um, because you go from this feeling of. Maybe this is happening. Maybe, but yeah. why? Why would this guy do this to me? Yeah, you know, he's praying for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to hold on to this hope. So you have a hope, yeah. right? Yeah. Th- there's no way somebody would screw me over like this. Yeah. Nobody would do this to somebody. Nobody. Nobody would. Do this would to right. Else. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then when you have the validation that it has happened, so Lake County oh, comes in, God. and and then that's that's the piece that I have a hard time telling. Anybody really that emotional breakdown, how you want to instantly vomit, yeah, oh, yeah, and and you're sick, and then you want to you want to kill somebody, you literally want to like, I wanted to do such bad things, and I'm like you, Lou, I'm a, I'm a pacifist, you know, like, but I, I mean, wanted, I wanted to run away, I wanted to crawl up and 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 just. I mean, because then, then the, the next shoe to drop is facing the family. Because at that point, I had to tell my wife what was going on. So um, that realization of I've, I've failed them again, because you know my history. I do. I, 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 I failed them again. I failed them again. You know, so um, oh, it was it was 
that's hard that is hard and it, and it creeps in like i said daily it creeps into my life so i know it does but, and but, i but but meeting them it was like at a certain point it was a revelation saying okay this this is over one way or another this is over um but but of course then they they said i couldn't tell them anything so i was like i had to like string string it along still i still had to play the game knowing that it was that it was over for him but i had to keep my mouth shut and play along <laughs> it was like oh my god it was like watching one of those tv movies and you're the you're the like what you did with the wire but you were all in on it i was like oh my god i got to i got to keep playing along knowing that this is this is the the what's happened to me and i got to just keep playing along until you guys are ready and that took a long time yeah but and and so you're the only one that i know of that had to play along everybody else yeah. had already been played so everything <laughs> for all of us it was all over but yeah. for you it was all still going on well the the money was over the giving up of money was over the giving up of you know being scammed was over but so he 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 knew that i couldn't give him another penny they didn't know why i couldn't give him another penny you know yeah Coming up next, we will continue on with part two of Lou's story and hear how becoming victimized by Dugo nearly tore his marriage apart. Sadly, when the dust settles and as Rick sits rotting in prison, Lou is still making payments to his creditors as his debts have yet to be forgiven. 